This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome. This is Gun Owners Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. This segment is sponsored by John Dillon and the Dillon Law Group. If you have legal matters that involve firearms that you need to call attorney John Dillon, if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant, call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Call him at 760-642-7150, or you can go to his website at Dillon Law Group or lawgp.com. That's dillonlawgp.com. Hey, Mike, what you got today? How you doing, man? Good, good, good. You know, we had three tabletops yesterday, San Diego County Gun Owners. Set up three tabletops, uh, Glock Store and Discount Gun Mart and North County Shooting Center, all at the same time, all staffed, all day. And uh, we got to talk to all kinds of cool people. We signed up, uh, I don't know, half a dozen members and passed out a bunch of CCW info and they still have a lot of good traffic or good volume there in the gun shops now? Yeah, it's it's not organized traffic, though. You know, it used to be, you know, it would ebb and flow. You'd get 40 people, and then nothing would happen for an hour. Now everybody has to make an appointment to use the range. So it's a nice, steady, it's controlled chaos. Yeah, now with the uh, the new safer purple, what are we, purple and magenta purple. or something? Yeah. Do they have Pews. the lines back outside again and, uh, and all that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, um, well, be- because of the appointments and that sort of thing, there was there weren't there. Were, I, I don't think there were any big lines. I didn't see any at North County Shooting Center. People, you know, it was kind of a steady day all throughout. So, uh, we, like, say so you didn't get like these big, huge like bursts of traffic. You know, people just kind of slowly. Okay, because because I, I noticed uh, Costco, the lines back down the side of the building, and the toilet paper's gone. So yeah, I feel so much safer. Fantastic. Actually, we talked to one 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 guy up at North County Shooting Center. It was pretty interesting. He came all the way from City Heights to San Marcos, and he runs a group that teaches. You know, City Heights is you know right in the middle of the city, um, and he teaches people how to uh, grow and prepare their own food, how to uh, uh, you know take care of their health and fitness, and self defense. You know, and he said you know these are things, these are skills that. Uh, you know, we want to teach more folks that live in the inner cities. Um, so right now they do a lot of uh, Krav Maga, and uh, they want to get into firearms. So we, we sat there and talked for a long time. Um, it was very, very interesting. So, uh, you know, they, they, they set up, uh, they grow their own food in the middle of the city, and they, uh, you know, do cook, cooking classes and health classes, that sort of thing. So it's cool. It was, it was really amazing. I really enjoy these booths. I love how many different types of people are attracted to the Second Amendment community. I, you know, I love talking to all the different kinds of people and and across San Diego. Of course, San, San Diego is such a melting pot anyway. Um, you know, put that in with the Second Amendment community, and it's just just awesome. I'm really glad we were a, a fantastic resource for everybody. Um, okay, so cover your ASP week tickets are on sale. Um, that's cover your ASP ASP. 
if you are a San Diego County Gun Owners, a Riverside County Gun Owners, a San Bernardino County Gun Owners, or an Orange County Gun Owners member, check your email for the discount codes. Um, so we'll give you a discount if you want to take the class. There's uh, there's all kinds of cool stuff, though. There's seminars, there's classes, there's um, meetups, um, all kinds of cool stuff. And it's all happening down at Academy, which is down on the border, just right on the Mexican border. Um, and uh, they have a really nice, huge facility down there. Um, so make sure you sign up before December 4th. Uh, that's when the early bird discount goes away. So if you want the early bird discount, you got to get in before December 4th. Uh, links to register are at gunownersradio.com. That's our website. If you haven't been there since we switched over to Gun Owners Radio, uh, check out gunownersradio.com. There's all kinds of cool stuff and pictures of our smiling face. And, you know, that's important, I think. Not mine. Your picture's not up there? No, it's not, Rich. No, it's not. Well, I don't feel bad. My, my picture's not up there, so, you know. Yeah, it's very... No, it's, it is. Yeah, yours is up there. Mine's up there? I see mine up there. Very exclusive, very exclusive club. You, you know, the things you have to do to get your picture up on the website. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, yeah, we have a really cool show. We're going to talk to Johnny B. Have you guys heard of Johnny B before? Did you Thank check you. him out on, on uh, YouTube? Have you seen him, Joe? No, I heard about him here, but... <laughs> Yeah, I'm, it's pretty interesting. I'm really looking forward to the interview. Um, he's a pretty interesting guy. He's not afraid to speak his mind. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he just has an interesting perspective on a lot of things. So we're going to talk to Johnny B for a couple segments. We're going to talk to Dustin Trotter, who is uh, running for city council in Santee. He's in an extremely tight race. And so we're going to talk to him about that and uh, get his feedback. Joe, you're going to talk to us about gas? I am. <laughs> can't wait to hear about joe's gas what does gas stand for twice in a row it's it's the uh, gunsight alumni shoot awesome so we're going to talk about the gunsight alumni sh shoot melissa's going to do a gear review and of course we have a uh, we have a really cool question um for uh, stump my nephew and uh you know now with stump my nephew we're actually giving away if you if we use your uh, uh if you stump them you get a uh, front site membership right rich what do we figure out was it a front site membership yeah. Wow. If we use the question or if we stump him? If you stump him. If we stump okay, so so somebody might get a front site membership if we stump Sam today. And we have a very cool question for that. But uh but by yeah. the by the way, I've got a, an announcement as well. If you're a shooter and an off roader and you go out to Plaster City and you get on the railroad track between Plaster City and Split Mountain Road, the uh, that's a privately owned railroad, and they're starting to notice people are setting up tables on top of the railroad tracks for shooting into the mountain, which is legal. It's fine to do, but don't be camping out on the railroad track because the Plaster City folks may shut that whole area down, and it's a great place to go shoot. So I got this off the off-road show, and we're just bringing it up. If you are anywhere near that railroad track between Plaster City and Split Mountain Road, don't be hanging out on the track. Just, so uh, you, see, well, you just don't set up on the track? You can do all kinds of stuff yeah, yeah, around yeah. the track? Well, you know, it's, I mean, could you imagine if you put a table on top of the railroad, you know, right there on the track? Yeah. And then a train shows up? Yeah, well, I, that's kind of where I'm going. Do you really have to tell people to not stand on railroad tracks? Yeah, I want to. Folks, if you're listening and you just <laughs> learned that you're not supposed to stand on railroad tracks, we're going to need you to turn your guns in, That's please, exactly right. Thank you very much. There right. is a minimum IQ. Jeez, Louise. When I heard that, I had to write it down because I absolutely could not believe it. But 
the Plaster City folks, you know, and that's where they make all our gypsum board and all yeah. that. They contacted uh, San Diego uh, Off-Road Coalition and said, on your radio show, could you kind of announce <laughs> not to hang out on the railroad track? Uh, they, can't, want, they can't be our listeners. Do you want to spend a minute on running with scissors while we were doing this? <laughs> no <Yeah>. kidding. <laughs> our, Unbelievable. Our better, yeah, in your mouth, that is, with the scissors. That's kind of silly. Although I did, I, I think it's that same stretch. I actually went out to uh, Goat Canyon, mm-hmm. the trestle out there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was because uh, they keep going back and forth on whether or not th- that that's running. But uh, yeah, but I'm pretty sure when we were out there it was not running. But oh, my gosh, there were a couple of, uh, you know, it's this big, long hike. It's 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 a good seven, eight mile hike. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you get about six miles into it. And then you got to go over these trestles that are like 100 feet down. Mm-hmm. And I'm not what you'd call comfortable with heights. <laughs> and. <laughs> And so I'm like, what? And so you get that whole front. Like the last mile, there's like four or five of these. And I'm crawling. I'm like the, I was like, remember the little the little chubby kid in Stand By Me? Yeah, yeah. That, that was me that was hugging on. the rail That's going, oh, my right. God. Meanwhile, Laura, my wife, is just like tap dancing across oh, it. I'm like, stop yeah. that. Just You're don't, making me look Just bad. don't put her in a Jeep. That's all. <laughs> all right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We got a whole lot more coming on. Don't forget Johnny B's coming up. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, what's the best defense for self-defense in those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline. Let them provide the lawyer for you. Call Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at firearmslegal.com or call them direct at 469-310-9100. All right, who you got for your special guest, Mike? Well, as hinted by the intro music, we have Johnny B. Uh, Johnny B., how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Looking forward to it. You bet. Well, thanks for being here. Um, those who are unfamiliar with Johnny B, all you got to do is go on YouTube and do a search for Johnny and the letter B, and you'll find his YouTube channel, which is uh, full of really cool videos. How often do you put a video up, Johnny? Usually three to five a week, and just depending on what's going on politically, and it's a lot of fun. Like, I absolutely have a blast doing it, and, you know, I'm thankful that it's found an audience and found some traction. I'm still a little bit surprised. Really? What what surprises you? Why were you surprised? Who who wants to listen to some Appalachian redneck talk about (laughs) stuff? I can't believe people keep coming back. Like, people... You were saying this a second ago, like people should go onto YouTube and search for me. I'm like, no, go search for something good. Like, <laughs> why would you want to listen to me? So, and, h- how did you get started then? What 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 was the catalyst for uh, talking on YouTube? The actual catalyst is kind of funny. Is that I was watching a lot of a YouTuber named Hickok45, and I know y'all know Hickok45 yep. and Hickok45 yep. here. <laughs> and, yeah. and just watching him if your viewers don't know who he is he's one of the old timers he is the godfather of youtube gun channels and i watched him and watched him and finally i said boys i can do that and i bought a camera and started doing it and hilariously it's been a great journey uh four years ago this week and i'm just really really thankful for all the opportunities and the doors that it's open for me so you started a youtube channel by just telling your friends hold my beer that's what i'm hearing 
it was it was absolutely hold my apple butter and <laughs> apple butter and like literally it it took off almost immediately and like I I did some dumb little review that's embarrassing to even watch on the Glock 43 yeah. and Google picked it up and then things just kind of stirred up from there and then one day as a joke I get tired of people reviewing everything everybody has to review stuff like I don't need to watch somebody review chicken fingers in a drive-through. <laughs> And I picked up my cat and did a review on my cat. And literally, literally 12 hours later, I had two companies, one in Toronto and one in New York City. New York City, they got into a bidding war to buy that video from me. And I sold a cat video on the Internet. And just a few weeks after I started, I'm like, this is it. I am set for life. This is living. And here I am. First off, Johnny, right now, right this very second, my wife is at home furiously looking up your YouTube channel to watch your cat review. I'm positive of that. Lower your expectation. Like, it sounds hilarious, and it kind of is. Like, like the idea is kind of funny, but it's just like four minutes of me doing deadpan. (laughs) But it hit on Reddit one day, and Reddit, like, blew it up for about 45 minutes, and then that company started, again, got into a bidding war trying to buy it from me. (laughs) <laughs> and, and of course I sold it. Of course I sold that thing. And it it, it really you're gonna she's gonna blow air gently out of her nose. She won't laugh out loud. It's more of a air out the nose quality. But oh, she's not gonna laugh. She's not buying it. Listen, she's not viewing it to laugh. She she seriously wants to see the review of your cat. She's, she's a cat she's, person. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The other thing is, Johnny, I think you and I are the last two people on earth. I don't know how many times I've said New York City. Nobody gets that reference anymore. That it, I know the salsa commercial. I got it. You I'm got okay. it. Yeah, you got to yeah. be old. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. I'm okay with that. Like life has left left us guys behind, and I'm okay with that. Like I get to the point now, do I want to watch a movie? that's new or go watch something from the 90s again for the 50th time yeah i'm okay with life passing me by so what's your connection with pew pew tactical uh, i met eric on, a, on one of my very first industry trips and eric runs a blog a dot com called pew pew tactical right up there not far from you guys and we got to be friends on an industry trip and over uh, cheeseburgers and coca-colas and then he hired me a couple years ago to do reviews for him so on my channel, I do comedy and, and, and more politics and just really my opinions. But for Eric, for Pew Pew Tactical, I review guns. I come at it as a uh, dad, as a soccer dad. I'm called the tactical soccer dad. And I just do a what can you expect with gun X, gun Y, or gun Z right out of the box day one. What is it? What's it look like? How does it shoot the first, the first time to the range? And so it's been a really, really good relationship. I've been with him now for years, and it's a it's a great blog. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't make a nickel whether people go there or not. But it really is a good, especially for first time gun owners, new gun owners, or learning about guns really from the ground up. So I do reviews for them, and I'm really thankful for that relationship. That's awesome. I really like. We've had uh, we've had them on a couple times, and I just I love the concept. I. You know, it's it's kind of, it's gun stuff for for normal guys. You know, I uh, if you saw me, Johnny, you'd probably think I was a Navy SEAL because I'm really good looking and in great shape. But honestly, I'm not. I'm not a Navy SEAL. So I just uh, I need normal feedback on normal gun stuff. And Pew Pew Tactical and and your your channel does a really good job of that. I'm not going to invade a country anytime soon. Um, I may defend my life, uh, you know, at, at, uh, you know, at a gas station or in, or in my home. And that, that's the kind of stuff I need to hear about. So uh, I really appreciate yeah, what you guys okay. do. 
Well, I appreciate that. And it's okay not to be an operator. Um, John, the Pew, two, Pew Pew, he's, I mean, he's really good. He can run and gun and, and tactical reload and do all sorts of cool tricks. But I've never pretended like I'm anything besides an average Joe. And that's one thing that I think has, I think, again, I'm using the word again, open a few doors for me is because I don't pretend to be an operator. I never served in the military, nothing but respect for those guys and those gals. But I'm just some dude that just freaking loves guns. I get excited every time I pull into the range. I burn more. And even in the middle of a pandemic, I am burning the ammo. I love it. But again, I'm just an average guy who still loves the smell of gunpowder. What is your day job? Or do you, do you still have your day job? Or do you mind talking about your day job? I do. I'm a professor, and a lot of folks don't know that. I mean, almost nobody knows that in the in, in the industry. And so, one of the cool things about being a professor is the schedule's really open a lot of times, like summers and December, and big big breaks and big wide. I mean, I have I have three day weekends all the time, hmm. so that has afforded me the chance to go to a lot of events. I just got back from the epic shoot down in Georgia with a lot of the brothers. And I've got a couple more events in December coming up. And then I, because of my day job, I'm able to travel. I haven't given it up, and I don't think I will anytime soon because I love the classroom. You know, if you were a professor in – if a professor in California uh, started doing, uh, you know, gun blogs or, or on, on YouTube, I'm, I'm pretty sure the, the cops would show up. How, how – I mean, you probably don't have to deal with that, but how is it? I mean, does your – uh, do your students have you had any issues with that, or, or what's it like on the you know back in the you know free America? <laughs> well, here in free America, I keep those worlds really, really separate. But in almost every class I teach, I have vets in every class, like you know, grizzled up dudes with beards, and they all wear sweatshirts, and they all sit on the back row. But in every class, about the second or third day of the semester, they'll come walk by. They'll stay a little bit late, a couple minutes late, and on the way out the door, they're like. Hey, man, love the channel. <laughs> so the only feedback I get from students is always positive. But, again, it's not it's not two worlds that I blend too much. But, you know, if I'm sitting in California, you know, it's one thing to talk big and say, hey, I'd be a tough guy and tell them to, you know, kiss my toes on what my beliefs are. But it's another. I know that's people that live behind the enemy lines, and they have to be careful because they have to feed their families. And that's a very real, real situation for a lot of men and women that are in academia who also believe in freedom and the constitution. I think kiss my toes is a whole other YouTube channel, by the way. I don't even want to get into that one, but you you start talking about, you start talking about them telling me what I can and can't say and think on my private YouTube channel. Makes me want to take off both my socks and tell them to pick the toe (laughs) that they want to suck. I don't care what they say. You're but you're absolutely right though, Johnny. I mean, you know, the whole, you know, it's easy to talk tough. And here in California, I got to tell you, nothing drives me more crazy than seeing people in 49 other states or well, you know, you pick the state and and they're you know, they're throwing stones at us for living in California or bragging about what they get to own. You know what? You want to be a tough guy? Come out here. Help us win the fight. You know, help us get the right people elected. Help us file the lawsuits. Help us change hearts and minds. Do the things that it takes and then talk tough. You know, but sitting there in some state, you know, uh, that, that uh, you know, you've never had to fight for your freedom, 
you know, and criticizing us for, for living here and fighting the fight is absolutely ridiculous. But you touch on an, a, a fantastic point. I mean, we'd all like to think, hey, we're going to be, you know, loud and, you know, from my cold, dead hands. But you still got to put food on the table and you still have to live in the neighborhood. And you still have to go to Thanksgiving dinner and, you know, with your family and everything. And, it, you know, the reality is it's not that easy and, and, it, and it takes a long time. And I'm, I, I really respect the fact that you, you know, touched on that, brought it up, but then also, uh, you know, continue to put yourself out there despite, you know, possible, uh, you know, backlash. Well, you know, I got to tell you, Johnny, uh, this is Dave. If you don't fight the fight here in California, and if we don't stay true to our, our, our cause, it'll lead California and it'll come your way. And that's exactly. Yeah, and I, I think, sorry, I'm cutting you off. I no, think no. a lot of folks understand that. And, you know, you'll hear like, you know, the way Europe goes is the way parts of America goes and the way California. I dropped my phone. The way California goes and the way New York is going to go, you know, we're all headed in that direction. And yeah. we have to be careful. I did an episode about three months ago where I told my viewers, be careful what you say to these folks in California because they have lives there. They have jobs there. They can't just pack up and move because they got to take care of their 78-year-old grandmother who needs them, and they can't just pack up and move. I'm, I'm also involved with a company called Shall Not Comply. It's all about noncompliance, and it's apparel for Patriots. It's a t-shirt. That sounds like a plug, but it's not. But we just signed Reno May. I don't know if you all know Reno, yep, but he's a absolutely. California governor. And we support him in the fight that Reno is doing in California because he is in the ground zero in the trenches with you guys. Yep, yep, we know who Reno is. In fact, he's talked about us a couple times for some of the lawsuits that we're doing. We're involved in the uh we're involved in the uh, roster uh and we're involved in the assault weapons bad to think about it. No, we we're, we're involved in a couple <laughs> different lawsuits to try to get rid of the ban. the assault weapons ban and the roster and he he talked about both of those. He's doing really good. He's a new YouTube guy too and I think he's uh taken off and uh he's smart and funny and uh he's doing a really good job. And if it he hadn't been for really, Sam, really really fighting. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah, go ahead. He's really fighting the fight in California, and I think he's got his finger to the pulse in that state, and it's really important. Again, we signed him a couple weeks ago and just really, really pleased about it. People were surprised that we signed him that quickly, but like to your point, yeah, he's growing because I think he's got a voice of reason, mm-hmm. and he's also plugged into the fight you guys are in the middle of. I know. It's terrible. Hey, Johnny, hang in there for a little bit. We're going to take a quick break, pay a couple bills, come back, and give you some more airtime right here on Gun. Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio right here on FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. Hey, you know, the California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What is the solution? Buy a Cali key for your rifle. Cali key converts any mil-spec direct impingement AR pattern rifle into a straight full bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution, no milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at the price you can afford with Cali key. Check them out. Cali key at calikey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y. Dot com. All right, Johnny, you're back. Hey, man. So Johnny B, YouTube channel, uh, do a search, check him out. Uh, you just did a video 
on Kenosha Kyle and Black Rifle Coffee. Tell us about that. It's actually hilarious we're talking about this. And, I mean, literally just a few hours ago, I did this video. Kenosha Kyle is out. He's out on bail. People are talking about it. Yesterday, somebody, and I don't have the guy's name in front of me, they posted a picture of Kenosha Kyle wearing a Black Rifle Coffee Company T-shirt. Hmm. And then underneath it, they put a they put their own, hey, buy black coffee. Here's my coupon code. And so Black Rifle put out a press release this morning and said, hey, y'all, hey, stupid. We got nothing to do with any of this. This is not our situation. We have no relationship with Kenosha Kyle. So I did a video this afternoon and just said, hey, I'm disappointed that they were that quick to back out of the whole deal. And the video has gotten some traction, like crazy traction this afternoon. I have talked to so many people in the industry and then Matt Best of Black Rifle called me about an hour ago to talk through it. And so they are in the process of doing another press release. Y'all are getting a scoop on this one. They're doing another oh. press release tonight. Exclusive. Morning. Exclusive. And the Appalachian exclusive. <laughs> and this, this press release is a little bit sticky, but it's legit. But he is going to release a press release this evening or tomorrow to kind of walk through it a little bit more. So people are up in arms saying that Black Rifle is a bunch of sellouts, and it's a little bit complicated, but it's also really interesting. Well, I don't understand. I, you know, Black Rifle Coffee, they don't exactly duck controversy. I mean, what's, what's, what was their concern, or, or what exactly did they, did they tell you? Well, after, after that pick went wild this weekend with – Kenosha Kyle wearing that shirt and then that nitwit putting his coupon code with it, all Black Rifle wanted to do was say, hey, we're not trying to profit off of this tragedy. People are dead. We're not in the middle of this. And But that's not what they said, guys. What they said is we have no relationship with Kyle and we stand with law enforcement. And I think, in my point, I'm going to do a follow-up video tomorrow. And after talking to Matt Best on the phone today, I think they just miscommunicated. They did a very poor job of releasing that first press release, and they're gonna. It sounds like they're gonna fix it. And I just, I honestly, I think it was mostly a miscommunication. My words are, I was disappointed with them, and I'm gonna stand by that. I'm disappointed with how they handled it. Well, and that's, t I mean, Matt Best. You know what he spent? How many years he, you know, pulling a trigger for a living? And now he you know, crushes beans for a living. I mean, you know, I think we can all cut him a little bit of slack if he didn't, if he wasn't perfectly communicating a message that he, uh, you know, that he meant. So, you know, all right, that, that happens. Well, what's your, what's your take on, uh, on, on Kyle and, and Kenosha and everything that happened? He's a kid. I mean, he's 17. I mean, I have still had my finger up my nose at 17. So I hope he gets back to playing video games and finishing up school and doing whatever he wants to. I mean, his life is literally on the line with his trial. I mean, he could be ruined forever. Uh, so I feel really bad for the kid. From what I saw, and the, the details are going to come out in the trial. From what I saw, it looked like he was defending himself. I've never been to law school. So I stand with the kid. There's probably going to be more to the story that has come out, but I will say this, it's probably the most polarizing thing in our industry right now. Mm, really? In, in second amendment, uh, you know, the second amendment world, is that what you're talking about? I think so. I think it's such a hot topic in my Instagram today, John Hickok, um, Hickok 45 son, he just mentioned on there real briefly, Hey, I think we probably all should stop and not rush the judgment. 
and Black Rifle probably was good to separate from this. And it, guys, it went nuts. Like it has been two hours of nuts in my Instagram. And a couple of guys that are in there, a couple of the guys with some influence, they're going to be doing a live show tomorrow just based on the conversations in my Instagram. So, yeah, it's been pretty polarizing. Oh one God. guy says one thing. Hey, I think we probably should not rush to judgment. And then other guys are saying that the kid is a hero. And I'm like, no, he's probably just a scared kid. And he probably, you know, peed down his own leg. I mean, it's scary, like life-threatening, scary, scary stuff. And the H word is a dangerous word to throw out there. But at the end of the day, the kid is alive because he shot an unknown pedophile. And it, and even with that, people are polarized on it. So the, the two sides are, you know, he was wrong. He, he shouldn't have been there. And, and the other side is, you know, the kid did everything right and he's a hero. Is that am I breaking that down? I, I, I think so. But I think even with the yeah, we're going to give thumbs up to Kyle Rittenhouse. There's breakdown from there. There's, oh, my gosh, he's a hero. He's the coolest thing ever to slap a logo on his chest. And we're going to stand behind him. Even beyond that is like, oh, my gosh, what a scary situation. I'm glad he's alive, but let's not call him any sort of names until the trial goes through. Mm. And if you don't go hard, hard, hard into the court of Kyle as a hero, people are going to be upset with you. So for me, as just an observer and a commentator, I just want to say it's interesting, it's polarizing, and I do wish the kid and his family the best. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean – I can see what people are saying. What was a 17-year-old kid doing out there? I understand he had uh, medical training, and it looked like uh, he was sincerely trying to help people, you know, regardless of how they were hurt. And I, th I think that's all fine and dandy. Um, but I'm not sure a 17-year-old kid, you know, should practice his, uh, his medical skills, you know, at a riot. Um, might not be the best idea for a 17-year-old kid to do that, and the parents were aware might not have been some of the best parenting in the world. However, uh, he did defend himself, and and if if in court, um, if in court he loses any an, an inch, you know, unless he's completely exonerated as far as the defense aspect goes. Now, I'm not talking about the straw purchase that was alleged and some of the other things, but if the the defense portion. Of, of his uh, of his court uh, you know visit <laughs> isn't uh, you know if he doesn't win that wholly and completely I think the entire country and the right to defend yourself probably loses some ground and that's not good um, but I can't no, I agree and I, I think you look at the kid and what he did and I you know I'm not some sort of operator but he did use his firearm very very proficiently and cleanly he did two shots. He eliminated two threats at the same time. No stray bullets went into anywhere they weren't supposed to go. And he slapped that bad boy back onto safety immediately. And he did he did what I don't think I could do under that much of an adrenaline dump. And to your point, yeah, we need Americans to be able to protect themselves at all times and not just in quote unquote gun allowable zones. Well, but see, and that that's the point I made too, and I wrote about this like a month ago. You know, and it's he performed better than than most adults would have under those situation or under that situation. And the other thing too is, you know, he's seventeen, but like a year later, he'd be able to put on a uniform, he'd be able to be sent into war and be trained. So, you know, at, at what point the questions I asked are, you know, at what point does a person have a responsibility to stand up and and help his neighbor or defend his community? And that that's kind of the question that, you know, you don't hear a lot about. 
And I think it's going to be case by case. There was a YouTuber, and I don't know who it was. Somebody asked him the other day, when do you think kids should start shooting? And he said 150%. It depends on the kids. Some kids have good hand-eye coordination. They're responsible. Other kids, you won't let them even carry a sharp object through the house. So it's really case by case. Kyle, 17, at least with the limited data that we have about this kid, seemed very proficient with his tool. I think so. He even refrained from – there was one other person that attacked him who didn't get shot, um, and you could see him refrain from doing that. And the the, the person, the, the the guy who he uh, did have to defend against, um, who, who, who didn't uh, – who lived, um, was, uh, you know, he actually paused before – you know, when that guy started backing off. And then when he started attacking again, and that's when he, uh, uh, you know, defended himself and shot. So I, I think you're absolutely right. He performed – excellently but the reality is if the parents said hey you know what you're 17 sit this one out you know a lot of that we wouldn't even be having this conversation and i'm just not so sure a 17 year old has everything uh that it takes to be in that situation to make great decisions now he did but uh, of course we don't know every decision he made that night but yeah but one year later you're in the military well one year then then that's fine but i mean if you if the question is where do we draw the line right 18 that's right. where we draw the line. Right. Why wasn't he in the military at 17? Because right. they draw the line at 18. Right. And they put him through training, and they give him a sergeant, and they give him orders. Right. They don't you know, say, all right, you're 17. Next year, you'll be 18. So therefore, take a gun, go medically treat people in the middle of a riot. I don't think that's a good idea. No, well, I, but again, I agree. A minute ago, we just said it 150% depends on the kid. So, you know, I mean, yeah, it's tragic what happened. But, I mean... Uh, he had yeah. better training he, than most, and wherever he, could, he got it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he could not have done what he did any better than he did it. You know? Well, we don't know that. Think you could we don't know that. I mean, we don't know exactly how he got into the situation he got into. Nobody, that's one of the challenges is we don't have the early footage. We, you know, The contextualism of this, we don't have the complete context, and that's one of the challenges. So I said limited data a minute ago. I'm going to stay there. It's limited data, what we know. I think we all just need to keep watching, and it's going to be an interesting next six months. I was surprised to see – who knew that – what's his name? Silver Spoons guy. What's that guy's name? The actor? Rick Schroeder. Rick yeah. Schroeder. Who, yeah. Knew, who knew Ricky Schroeder was uh, – how did he get involved? Lonesome Dove. Red Peeled, apparently. I don't know. That Lonesome Dove money is paying off 20-something <laughs> years later. So Has yeah, he ever – has he spoken out beforehand? Have we heard him say anything before, or is this his first big thing? I have not. I went through his Instagram today. I've not heard a thing. And then also the My Pillow guy, of all people, to be in the middle of this. You can't make this up. Like, this is literally the onion in real life. <laughs> well, that's awesome. All right, so what's next for, uh, for your YouTube channel, Johnny B? Are you just going to keep rolling along or, or do you have any uh you have any uh, uh big plans or, or what are your thoughts on your future the big one is well the channel of course is going to keep rolling on i'm going to do a video tomorrow with part two of black rifle coffee company we'll see if matt best calls me again tomorrow i don't know stand by warrior poet society john lovell's network they have a network called the warrior poet society network and i'm starting a tv show on that i think we're going to start filming either this week or next week so that's going to be the big one. We're going to be doing a lot of political commentary just from my angles, which is mostly comedy and making fun openly of people to their face. But they're also going to let me talk about conspiracies and unknowns, and I'm literally going to get to talk about Bigfoot, and I've 
signed a contract. I'm literally going to get paid to talk about Bigfoot and aliens. I'm so excited. My life is now complete. So I've got a lot of that coming up. And then I went out twice to Thunder Ranch this summer. I'm hoping to take two more big trips this spring to Thunder Ranch and continue my training and just getting more proficient with my AR-15. So gun reviews, cat reviews, and conspiracy theories, I'm pretty sure that you've tailor-made this channel for my wife. She, you, she, you've definitely got a new follower thanks to this interview. This is awesome. Well, th- thank you so much, Johnny B. Appreciate it, man. I appreciate all y'all. Thanks so much. And we stand with the Constitution, and we're here to fight for the Republic. You got it, brother. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170, The Answer. There's more Gun Owners Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right. Now, here are your hosts of Gun Owners Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. This is Gun Owner Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, did you know Firearm Policy Coalition is one of the key plaintiffs in uh, Rene versus Barasate? What? Rena. Rena versus... Becerra. Rena versus Becerra. I can't speak. Firearms Policy Coalition is one of the key plaintiffs in Rena versus Becerra. You read my commercial. Now go. Sarah the California gun roster lawsuit. Well, hey, Firearms Policy Coalition works on the state and federal level and has filed some of the most important Second Amendment lawsuits to date. Together, we are all working on levels to restore your self-defense rights, so we need you to join Firearm Policy Coalition. Become a member today. Go to their website, firearmspolicy.org. All right, who do we got calling in now? Yeah, Firearms Policy Coalition is very cool. If you guys haven't joined yet, please become a member today. They're doing amazing things. We actually get a lot of questions. How are you guys uh, partnering with other organizations? Well, this is a perfect example of how we partner with another organization. Firearms Policy Coalition, uh, you know, we we wouldn't be a part of these lawsuits without them, so please support them. Uh, More importantly, our guest, uh, Dustin Trotter, who is uh, he's in the middle of an election still. We all thought the election was a couple weeks ago, um, but he's actually still in the middle of the process. He's running for city council in Santee. Uh, Dustin is also, the, the, he was the second member of San Diego County Gun Owners ever. Did you guys know that? No, I didn't. Yep, second guy to join San Diego County Gun Owners. He's an amazingly active guy in Santee. My wife and I moved to Santee uh, 10, 12, 12 years ago, I think it was. And uh, it's such a nice little community. There's so many cool things going on, and a lot of that is thanks to Dustin, and he's not even on the city council yet. He does the Santee Santas where they they give toys to to kids in in Santee who who need, who maybe wouldn't have a Christmas without. He's a fantastic guy and a gentleman and a fine scholar and good judge of scotch. Dustin Trotter, are you there? I am, Michael. Thank you for the uh, kind introduction. Yeah, how about that? That was a buildup. Don't mess up this <laughs> yeah. interview. I really built it. He's good at construction, too. <laughs> he is. <laughs> so, Dustin, talk about your uh, talk about your race. You, you had one opponent. I had to look this person up. Her, her name's Sam, and Sam jumped in at the last minute, and she's been in Santee for about five minutes and decided to run for city council. 
Um, and uh, but talk about your race. What what did it look like on election night, and what does it look like now? Sure. So, so on election night, actually, we were down uh, about 587 votes, I believe, on election night. And when the as the night gone through, we cut that in a little over in half, down to 246 votes, as like 2:30 on election night morning. So very feeling very good that we um, we're going to get you know some of those votes back. And as the process has gone through, and like you said, almost three weeks later now since since election night, as we sit tonight, we are still we are currently seven votes ahead in that uh, race here in, in Santee City Council. Seven and, uh, votes. Out seven votes ahead. Yep. Seven votes, and how see uh, what do they have? Like seven thousand more votes to 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 how many how many more do they have to count? Yeah, so countywide, uh, they said they have eight thousand votes still to count countywide, which obviously Santee is a city, and then now we're in district elections. The our district four is a very small percentage of that eight thousand that's remaining, but unfortunately, we don't know how many votes of that um, are still to count. That's why, it's too close to call or say who the, the projected winner is at this point still. So your district is is basically one-fourth of Santee, and and Santee mm-hmm. is one city of 18 in, in the uh, county. So out of those 7,000 votes, maybe 100 of them are actually going to be in Santee in your district. Is that, I don't know, I'm, I'm just kind of pulling that number out, but maybe 50 to 100 may be in your, in your district. Does that seem about right? I think it's a little bit less than that even, but you're right about there's 18 cities in the county of San Diego, but it, you're, not, you're not counting the incorporate, unincorporated part of the county, too. So yeah. that makes up roughly half of the county, um, you know, registration also, you know, the, the unincorporated area. So I think it's even less than, than that total, but unfortunately, we don't know the exact number. Um, simple math, like I said, we're up by, by seven votes, and, you know, every time we get an update, the next update coming up is going to be the 25th of this month which is uh, Wednesday evening. Oh, it's taking them so long. So seven votes, you got 30, 40 left, something like that, and you, she has to outdo you by like, what? Eight, she has to, she would, in order to pass you up, she would have to get 85% of those votes would have to go to her? Is that about right? It, de- it depends on what the actual number is, but anywhere from 65 to, to 85, I would say, yes, yeah, 65 on the lowest side. She's got to get at least two-thirds um, two to one votes on me, two thirds to to pull ahead, depending on the actual number. So for but those of you this, out there, this, this, go, ahead. go ahead. I was just gonna say for those of you I out would, there that did just, you know, hey, what what good does voting do? I mean, here's somebody that's hanging on by a thread. The person he's gonna beat, she is no friend to your Second Amendment rights. She's she's. It's t- that's agreement. Huh? <laughs> She, uh, she absolutely, uh, uh, you know, is not going to be. She, you do not want her anywhere near power. Uh, she, she ran basically saying that she was going to stop development that she can't stop in Santee. Uh, part of the reason that people are so uh, weary in Santee of development is a neighborhood was built on the uh, on the east side of town, um, and uh, Santee had no control over it. The city of San Diego built it and then turned it over to Santee. Um, the houses below this development were getting flooded and it was a big mess. And she's, she's coming in as the, as the candidate that's, that's going to stop all this development and solve everybody's problems. Meanwhile, guess what video or guess what, uh, neighborhood that she moved into? 
she moved into that neighborhood that everybody is you know complaining about that that you know has has been uh, so rough on the neighbors total hypocrite she's not telling the truth she's lived in santee for five minutes this is what happens though you know if not enough people vote or uh, you know they aren't paying attention to the right uh, sources someone like that could possibly or almost got into office um, you know compared to a guy who's going to support your second amendment rights who's made santee a fantastic place to live so uh, you know the reason I wanted you to come on even though you haven't actually officially won yet um, is uh, to talk about how important it is to get involved get get, get you know vote educate yourself and yes you can make a difference so but Joe's got yeah, a question was- for you Joe wants that All wants right. to know it when you get elected go ahead Joe oh hey Dustin um, hopefully you'll get elected hey, but um, you know I have the, the same question I ask all Republican politicians here because I, I got to tell you I'm, I'm disappointed. And, you know, we're under the thumb of a tyrant out here with these restrictions, with the, this, this idiotic, ridiculous crisis that they fabricated. And now we're restricted again, and, and people are losing businesses, they're losing homes, they're losing jobs. And I'm, I'm hearing crickets from the Republican leadership. And, you know, this isn't going to stop until people stand up to it. And I think the local Republicans have an obligation to help with that. And I'm curious if you get elected here, you know, just as a council member, what's your plan for that? Do you have do you have a plan for that? Yeah, so Joe, I mean, that's a it's a crazy opening to question in the aspect of there's the, the government, you know, and the, at the top of the level, the governor is I think you're mostly referring to there is overreach of government and getting the. All the health orders and shutting down these businesses is is crazy. The, you know, we're, we're taking away these people's livelihoods. They're, they're taking away their opportunities to live. That's one of the things that you do get with me is to protect your personal rights and your personal, uh, you know, your for you to have your responsibilities on yourself, not on government telling you what to do. That's something that I'll sit there on the dais and fight no matter what, not just in this particular situation, but in all situations. And that's why you know, not just the Second Amendment, but all your, your personal liberties and personal rights. Um, unfortunately, I'm not elected yet, and I don't know all the nuances of what the city council can do in our, our little city. But what I can tell you is that I believe that we need local control as much as possible. And that's what we're going to fight for is to make sure that we at least keep our local control and keep our government out of your house and out of your pocketbook here in Santee. Well, and, that, and that's great, and I agree with that completely. But uh, like I'm saying, what I'm seeing now I got, what do I have, four out of five supervisors are Republicans? Yeah. Two of them stepping down in January who have nothing to lose. Yep. And yet I don't see them standing up as a block of at least three. Nope. And saying we are not going to do this anymore. We are not going to abide by this. We're going to direct the sheriff not to um, enforce these things. And I, don't, I haven't heard anything from the mayor, the city council, and Santee trying to do that in Santee either. And, uh, you know, when are these guys going to step up? Uh, that's um, I'm, I'm hoping to hear people coming in with some ideas about what they would do or what they will do when they get in. Because it's not going to be any different in January than it is now. The only thing that's going to be different is more people will lose houses, more businesses are going to go under, more people are going to lose jobs. But aside from that, it's going to be the same. All true, and, and you're exactly right. So Michael mentioned about my opponent. You know, she is – she – She's going to be a lame duck council member. So at least with me, I will have the uh, hand and I will have friendship with the other council members that we can do things um, collectively. Like you said, you need to have a three or four or or five even 
uh, council members to actually be able to do something. So at least at minimum that I can get in there and work with my uh, other colleagues to try to work on these policies that unfortunately are putting these draconian um, you know, laws that are putting down on us right now. All right, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot for uh, calling in. We appreciate it and good luck. All right. Thank you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year, with comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off. And neither does U.S. Law Shield. Get a plan from U.S. Law Shield today. Check them out at uslawshield.com. All right, Joe, what is this gas match? All right, so the um, the gas match, it's the Gunsight Alumni Shoot. And it's something they do out of Gunsight in uh, Arizona, Gunsight Academy. And um, they do it every year in the fall. And uh, what it is is just a... Uh, it's a um, an all day long match, basically a uh, shooting a handgun match, and um, I think they describe it as a um, what do they call it a a social event uh, intermittently interrupted by gunfire. I think is how they describe it. <laughs> but um, it's open to all um, anybody who's taken a class out of Gunsight uh, is free to attend this thing. And they um, they have I've done it the last two years. They've there have been about two hundred shooters each time. Um, so and I've already got it on my calendar for next year. But one of the things, um, you know, talking about this stuff and writing that I always encourage people to do is, um, or there's two things, I guess, with gun owners. And guns are a lot more fun if you take them out of the safe and actually shoot them. Mm-hmm. And I encourage people to do that. Um, and the other thing is we always need to be training. And uh, you should try to take, you know, at least one, maybe more of these, uh, you know, four-day-long, five-day-long courses um, each year, we were just talking about the uh, charity match that that Lance uh, Reader and the group do, um, does out at um, at Frontsite, which is in Arizona. But it's uh, a similar kind of thing. They're 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 similar, but they're a lot different. Gunsite and Frontsite. But um, you know, the charity match is a great way to break into it because you get four days out there um, at a screaming deal. I think it's two hundred and fifty dollars if you do the charity match, and you're raising funds or you're raising money for leukemia research, which is great. Gunsight, on the other hand, um, doesn't do that kind of, or they don't do that one. But um, at Gunsight, I've taken two classes out there now. I, I took a, um, 
a uh, beginner pistol class, which they make everybody take. Um, when we had the CEO, Ken Campbell, on here, he was telling the story about when he first found out about Gunsight. And um, he was a, uh, a career law enforcement guy. He was a chief of police and all that stuff, or a sheriff. And, um, you know, he said, okay, I wanted to take the course. And uh, he said, oh, I know all that beginner stuff. I don't need to take the 250 course. And they made him take it anyway. And, uh, you know, that's their policy there. They start everybody off with their 250 course. So um, I took that one, which was a great five-day course. Then I took the 350 the next year. And um, I've been shooting at the uh, the alumni match uh, each year. And it's um, it's a lot of fun. It's nine stages they have set up all around the range. There's about 200 people that shoot it. Um, and you're free to shoot the stages in any order you want. You could shoot them with friends. You could shoot them, you know, you just, what people do is they just drift around from stage to stage and they shoot um, in whatever order they want. There's, um, I think this year there were three side matches um, put on by different uh, vendors and industry people. Uh, you got a chance to shoot uh, several different shotguns, uh, a bunch of different kinds of pistols, and then a bunch of rifles at the side matches. And usually there's a prize. Uh, usually it's a firearm for the high score and things like that. Um, there's a couple of other uh, side matches they have. You can go through a shoot house, which is a lot of fun if you've never done that before with uh, frangible ammo. So that's, that's fun to do. Um, they have something called the Cooper Cup, which is uh, something they do in, in honor of Jeff Cooper, Colonel Cooper, um, who started the school. And uh, the Cooper Cup starts off with a, um, with you've got one second to draw from the holster and do a headshot uh, from three yards out. And then it progressively changes. You go, you back up and the times change a little bit. But drawing and shooting a headshot, uh, even from three yards in one second, is uh, is challenging. <laughs> mm. So, um, but it's a lot of fun. So they um, they have the match like that. Um, and what it is, you know, you'll hear uh, Ken Campbell, who's been on the show before, and we'll probably have Ken back out in December or January to talk about Gunsight. Um, but he talks about it as a family, and it really is. It's a much different feel than say Front Sight is when you go to Gunsight. And having been there a couple of times now, it it, it really is uh, a family kind of feel. When you go back for this alumni shoot, there's people, um, like there's a group that goes out there from the Lemon Grove Rod and Gun Club from out here that's been doing it now for 13 years, I think. I think this is their 13th or 14th year. Wow. They rent, there's a little ranch house uh, right there on Gunsight, and they rent this, I don't know how they get it, but they rent it every year for a couple of days uh, prior to the match, and then they, they sober up in time to do the match, and then they leave the next day. But, um, you know, it's a big, uh, it's a really cool event. And um, in the morning, you know, if you want a little taste of free America, I mean, you'll get that there too, because um, you go there, they start registration at like from 6 to 7.30. Then at 8 o'clock, they, um, they have an honor guard come out. And um, I want to say it was the, uh, I think it's the state police there that did it this year. And they're in full uniform, um, they do the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, then they play the national anthem. Um, everybody's uh, just real respectful. You'll see nobody taking a knee or anything like that out there. And um, then they go ahead and start the match, and you spend all day pretty much shooting and doing the match. Um, at 6 o'clock, they do the award ceremony and then dinner. And um, that's a lot of fun. They score, you know, they're keeping track of all the scores. They put it up on practice scores so you can see where you finish. Um, every day. And then what they'll do is, uh, they've got a huge prize table. There was over 30, um, industry vendors that contributed, uh, different things for the prizes. And there's so much there. There's enough there that everybody gets something. Uh, everybody gets their turn to walk up to the table and grab something. Um, the people that finish near the top get to grab bigger things. Uh, there was a guy that had, that got a, um, a Dylan 650, um, 
uh, reloading press, for instance, was up there. Um, but there's a bunch of just really cool stuff up there. And um, it's really a lot of fun. They do that. They have a um, they have an auction. They do a silent auction. Then they do a live auction. And um, I think uh, we've talked about Colonel Jeff Cooper and, and what a uh, just legend he was in the firearms industry. And it's it was his school. He started it. He was the first one, and they were the first people to uh, – to train civilians in defensive firearms and things like that. And um, there's a lot of stuff. Um, Mrs. Cooper lived to be, what, 99? I think she just passed away last year. So um, they auction, a lot of the silent auction stuff is um, stuff that, that Colonel Cooper owned. Um, a uh, classmate of mine, because I took a class up there this, this year, I took the class uh, Monday through Friday and then did the match on uh, Saturday. And um, through the... Uh, the auction, um, one of the guys that was in the class with me actually got um, Colonel Cooper's uh, personal spotting scope that he used. He got it for $200 uh, during the auction. So uh, they do a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, it's interesting, too. It's a hot range, so um, and they run it that way. So once you load your gun in the morning or once you get there and your gun's loaded, it stays loaded all day until you leave. And uh, it's, it's pretty interesting at this dinner because they have the dinner. Um, they do a big barbecue there, which is really good. Um, you'll see people are drinking beer, and they bring other stuff to drink. And um, everybody's well-behaved. Everybody's responsible. Everybody's armed. And it's, uh, it's, mm -hmm. it's just pretty interesting because we're not used to that out here. No. Um, and uh, like I said, it's a great experience, and it's a lot of fun. And, um, and I was happy this year because a lot of the shooters um, – a lot of the people there you'll see are former or current law enforcement. I, I, if I were guessing, half the shooters fell into that category. That's probably about where it was. And uh, I think I finished last year, I finished something like 96 out of 200, which I was thrilled with. I got okay in the top half. <laughs> and then this year, I would think I was like 74 out of 200. So nice. I was moving up a bit. Getting better. But, um, but it's just, it's so much fun. It really is a family feel there. You get the win stuff. Um, I saw people there that I met the year before, so it's uh, it's really good. It's a lot. Of, it's a really neat experience. So next year, open your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I want to do next year? I think is try it with, because um, this year I shot it with my my Glock 19 with my carry gun. I think next year I want to I want to step up and do it with the 1911. But we're gonna have to get past this COVID stuff and these shortages, so I can actually have enough ammunition to yeah, practice. Because right now you don't have any uh, ammo. Because, yeah, the 1911 is a big deal there because a lot of these guys are old. They, they call it God's gun. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these instructors, everybody's walking around with 1911s there. So <laughs> I may try that next year. All right. All right, folks. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. And we've got Melissa. She's going to do a gear review on Next Belt. So don't touch that dial right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The Answer. There's more Gun Owners Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The Answer. All right, PRMI Mortgage, that's primeres.com backslash alpine, because home mortgage interest rates have dropped. And if you're looking to buy a refi, or if you're just considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris Wiley a call at 619-722-1303 or just go to primeres.com backslash alpine. 
All right, Melissa, who have you got as your guest? I have Seth from Next Belt. Um, Seth, are you there? I am. How are you today? Good. Thanks for joining us. Um, today I'm reviewing the Next Belt EDC belt, everyday carry belt. So this is the belt that I use when I conceal carry. Um, this is an amazing belt because how Thank many you. times did you, like anybody who carries, your belt, like a normal belt with the holes, you know, it has like long distances in between each hole. And then you might be in between, you know, a size or let's say you change guns and the holster is a different size. So sometimes it's tighter, sometimes it's looser. So this belt is a custom fit. It ratchets like, um, like a zip tie. So um, when I have fat days, so Melissa has fat days. And when I, <laughs> when I sit down in the car and I feel like it's digging into me, I can just pull up the little lever and then notch it out however loose I want. And then when, before I get out of the car, I tighten it up and I'm ready to go. So, Rich, can everybody see this? Can just in this? time for Thanksgiving. Yeah. I like That's that. Right. This is yeah. yeah, we're all going to have fat days soon. Right? <laughs> so if you guys can see this on Facebook Live, we're on Facebook Live, and this ratchets like a zip tie. And, okay, so can, can you hear that? Yeah. Yep. So this is a custom fit any which way that you want it. Um, so it comes in, like, leather versions. It comes in nylon versions. It's just a really nice-looking belt. Thank you for sending me this this black leather belt. This this is really pretty. I really like no this. No problem. Hoping so you're enjoying how it. how did you come about – how did they come about with this belt? Well, actually, we have uh, three owners of the company, and uh, two of those owners took a trip to Vietnam, and uh, they found the uh, belt and never seen anything like it here in the States. And uh, they brought a belt, a couple belts back with them, did a little research, figured out no one was uh, attacking that market, and uh, uh, put heads together with the uh, third owner of the company and decided to make it happen. So um, we've been actually doing this for uh, 11 years now. And uh, we started off in the golf industry, but took the uh, gun industry by storm starting about four or five years ago. Yeah, this belt um, has a lot of stiffness to it. I mean, not so much where it's uncomfortable, not like um, like a competition belt or a rig, um, but it's it's comfortable to wear, and it has enough flex. So where, you know, if you have to, you know, change holsters, you you can, you know, change it up without having to like I don't know. This belt. I have never used a belt like this before, and this has been a life changer for someone who's, a, one, a woman, two, um, who's new to concealed carrying, because I've always had trouble with the notched belts, with the holes. It's just not yeah. right. It, like, I would go in between. It's too loose. It's too tight. This one was a game changer for me, and every time I run into a woman and I say, Hey, did you find your EDC belt yet? And they were like, no, I can't. I, I, I'm having trouble. I always lead them to the next belt because this is such a custom fit. And girls have, you know, days where like, you know, we're, we're feeling a little fat, Dave. Hey, you're not the only one. Cause I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm right exactly between holes now on my old fashioned <laughs> belt. And I know just what you're talking about. So I can't and, and say enough about, about those holes. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the thing about those holes is they're a full inch apart. 
you don't get a lot of variance capability in those hole and pin style belt belt systems. So with the next belt gives you quarter inch increments each click, which obviously gives you quite a bit more options. So I got to say one thing, Seth, because I haven't had an opportunity to use the belt since Melissa won't let any of them go. But I had a, a competitor's belt, let's just say, and it only lasted a month, month and a half. And it just literally, the, the, the buckle fell apart. Looking at yep. this belt, this belt buckle is not going to fall apart. This thing is extremely no. well made. Yeah, it is. We, we have some pride in that as well because we use some uh, construction of our buckle systems. We utilize a stainless steel set screw system with Loctite on it, so it's never going to come undone. A lot of other companies will use pins, and those pins will back out, and that's when your buckle falls apart. And that's obviously not something you want to have done as you're walking through the grocery store. So um, we take pride in our construction, and we try to make sure that it's never going to come apart unless you want it to come apart. Yeah, I noticed that the screws that I use to um, put the belt buckle on has a little bit of Loctite on it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not going to come out oh, once then, you put it in. <laughs> yeah. No, they're not backing out. Yeah, it's a great belt. I, I seriously cannot say enough good things about this belt. I love, love, right, love you. this belt. And this belt... I purchased one years ago. It was my very first EDC belt, and I've never turned back. And I've always recommended your belt to especially women because it is so hard to find a belt that will fit you. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, unfortunate, but the uh, female market on belts in the firearms industry is not that large. So um, that's kind of why we started making a uh, the belt I sent you which is the Francis EDC belt, uh, that only kind of directed specifically towards the female clientele because they don't get a whole lot of options out there on the market. So uh, we're trying to bring you guys into the fold a little bit more, and, and uh, you guys are taking the industry over as well. You guys jumped up uh, female numbers in the shooting industry, and we don't want you to be left without good gear either. How many different belt buckles do you offer? Designs, that is. Well, we have a few series and within each series there's a uh, uh, three to actually two to five uh, color variants within those series so as far as buckle options within our EDC uh, category we have about 10 uh, 10 or 12 different buckle designs but overall we have about uh, 35 40 belts wow what's what's the website if folks want to take a look It'd be uh, nextbelt.com, and that's nextbelt. It was N-E-X-B-E-L-T. Gotcha. All right. And then um, I wanted to know, I do competition shooting. Is there in the future, like, are you going to develop a rig for competition shooters? Because I think that'd be so cool. You know they don't talk about future product. <laughs> yeah. I'm just telling we, uh, you right now, you ain't going to get nothing out of it. You should develop one, though, because I think well, that would be We smart. don't like giving away too much uh, ahead of time but we're always making advancements um, making sure we're ahead of the game on things um, and we are putting uh, different ideas out there on our our next run of product and and what we want to come out with and produce but it's something that's been uh, put on the table good because i would love to see um, a competition rig made with this kind of ratcheting system well uh, believe it or not right now uh, because you get that a good variance in between your fitment on the belt and those quarter-inch increments. We find a lot of guys using them and gals using them for three-gun competitions and 
um, other various pistol competitions and whatever else you want to go through. But um, we have people using them already as they are, um, as their competition style belts. Um, but yeah, so if you want to give it a shot, try it out. What got you started in the golf industry? What does this belt have to do with golfing? Well, the uh, golf industry was something that uh, some of the owners were very involved with uh, uh, to begin with. So okay. we started off with golf, and then we transitioned into the gun industry because there was a lack in the gun industry as well. Yeah, absolutely. No, this is a very, very well-made. What's the warranty? Warranty is one year uh, warranty. Okay, cool. What do they retail? Did we talk about that? What's oh, of course, you were sleeping. Was I sleeping? Yeah, I'm awake now. I'm awake. Yeah. What? Uh, what's? What are we they? We haven't tip- touched base on that yet. No. Um, the retail you're looking at uh, MSRP is fifty nine ninety nine to um, I think sixty nine ninety nine for the uh, more pricier leather custom options. Um, but yeah, uh, average belt will in the gun industry nowadays is especially leather is going to cost you close to a hundred dollars. So uh, these are very uh, price conscious. How do I loosen it? Yeah. And actually the leather, um, <laughs> the leather options are good for those of us that don't dress in the tactical style every day. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, I like the uh, set. How many uh, or leather options do you have there with the belt, uh, different colors and things? Um, we have a rogue series. That's an inch and a half. We have a uh, bond series. That's an inch and three eighths. So the inch and three eighths bond series is a little more of a dressy style belt. Your rogue series is going to be a little more of a casual. And within those two series, there's three different colors. Um, in the bond, there's black, brown, and a carbon fiber style. Within the rogue, there's a walnut, espresso, and black. And then we even have um, some Gadsden buckles on uh, another uh, series for special uh, specialty series, along with blue line and red line buckles. So we got a little bit of variety there for you. What about sizes? Sizes, it goes up to a 50-inch waist. So What's cool um, about this, you can just customize it yourself because it comes in one length when it arrives at your house, you and then it. you cut it yourself. So do you see yeah, the, um, the yeah. increments on there? Yeah, but if you don't cut it, what if you gain weight? You always well, you always extra. cut extra large. That way uh, you have room to grow. And you don't have to try to add material on afterwards. Because it won't. Yeah, but, exactly. It's a beautiful belt, really. Oh, that's cool. Your, Thank you. your buckles, it looks like you have, there's, I see like the Marine Corps emblem. Is that Bill Murray? Uh, yeah. So we've done a <laughs> wide variety of uh, belts and buckles over the years. And uh, we've dealt with uh, quite a few different companies and establishments to uh, create something special for them. So we do customization uh, as well. Um for businesses who want to uh, give their employees something special. Um, but, yeah, the, we do quite a bit. Sounds to me like I see a gun owner's uh, radio belt buckle coming. I don't oh, know, that'd right? be nice. That'd be awesome. That is something we can create, yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you let me know. We'll see what we can get going. So, Seth, tell us, um, what do you have in store for us? He's not going to tell you. No, he does. Oh, future, oh, you're not talking about future products. No. Yeah, so for the uh, gun owner uh, radio listeners out there, we do have a special uh, discount code for you, pre-Black Friday sale, uh, that if you type in RADIO, uh, all capitalized, you'll get 10% off, free shipping, and a free American flag dog tag. Oh, wow, cool. All right. And you also have a giveaway for us, don't you? 
I, uh, yeah, I think I can do a giveaway for you. Yeah, she's giving away the house. <laughs> she, man. Just, she just improv a giveaway. Yeah, I like didn't it. you just get a belt? Good Lord. That's what I was told ahead of time. I'm not making stuff up. I swear. <laughs> yeah. So we, we got something we can send out to, uh, one of your listeners. Um, if let us know which, uh, one you prefer to do. I think the, uh, uh, top seller kind of in the, uh, industry is our titan series so that comes in five colors and could be shooter's choice cool so enter to win let's see we're gonna just go to gunownersradio.com and just sign up for our newsletter and you can enter to win that belt that way it's nice and simple yeah that works all right buddy hey well keep up the good work i love your product it's absolutely beautiful and i'll probably be Asking for one myself. I'll have to you know, jump uh, on your Christmas time. Yeah, I'll buy myself something. I got no problem with that. All right. Take care, All bud. Right. Thank Good you. Good talking to you, Seth. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right now. Here are your hosts of Gun Owners Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The Answer. Well, thousands of new gun buyers just found out what San Diego gun owners already knew. AO Sword Firearms in El Cajon has the widest selection of guns in the county. Hundreds of new and used guns in stock and everything you could want for an AR-15. A.O. Sword is also a professional gunsmith with a full machine shop for cleaning, repair, upgrades, customization, and Cerakote. Check out A.O. Sword on Facebook or on AOSword.com. Hey, David, how are you, sir? I'm good. I slept 11 hours last night catching up on sleep from a hard, uh, hard week at work in Arizona. Hard weekend work in Arizona. Oh wow! Hopefully you didn't get in trouble are, this time. There, there's a super secret. Yeah, well, you, you know, I was out there last time. And it's the same project. Uh, we are developing a a uh, firearms resort in uh, uh, southeastern Arizona, historic town of Tombstone. Going to be very, very exciting. All right. So we didn't, we weren't able to get this question, you know, to you quick enough for you to have a good answer. But a gentleman by the name of Moose. Uh, wants to know what is the process in California for making your own gun? I think your answer was don't. <laughs> sure. Well, you know, let's let's do a longer, a longer answer. And this is the same uh, Q and A that I go through when we're talking about building a custom gun for a customer in the shop, mm-hmm. or uh, trying to put uh, the customer into a, a firearm that's going to be right for them, and the. That question is why. What, what do you want and, and why? And uh, there's no wrong answer. You want what you want. Uh, but if the, if the answer to that question of why is, well, because I want a gun that the government doesn't know about, but I want to do it legally, the answer is don't bother. Uh, the reason why we, people like me, for example, were very interested in building 80% lowers for AR-15s or 80% frames for Glocks, for example, legally into fully serviceable firearms by ourselves 
was because it was an absolutely legal way, was is the key word there, legal way for us to build a gun that doesn't have to be registered, doesn't have to be uh, serialized. It's just our gun for our personal use. And nobody has to know we have it. And because we're law-abiding citizens, uh, nobody will ever know about it. It's uh, for our recreational personal use. Now, California's AB 857, which passed in 2016 and went into effect in 2018, blew that all out of the water. It's no longer legal to build an unserialized self-built lower uh, or, in other words, firearm in the state of California. You will hear many people give you a, oh, no, it's totally legal. ATF says it's legal. Yes, it it is federally legal. California, uh, opinions vary on whether or not this law is constitutional, but California passed this law saying, nope, if you you want to build your own gun, you've got to get permission from uh, Big Brother, the state, first, which will issue you a serial number, and then you must put that serial number on the gun uh, before you build it. So uh, if you're applying for Mother May I permission to build this gun, they know you have it. You're going to go through a PSEC, Personal Firearms Eligibility Check, with the California Department of Justice, which is just like the background check for buying a new gun. And then it will be registered to you just like a new gun would be. So, again, I ask the question, why? Why do you want to build that self-built lower, uh, or in other words, a a firearm? If it's to have a gun that nobody knows about legally, you're you're busted. If it's to have a gun that nobody knows about illegally, well, you could just as easily, guess what? That makes you a criminal. And criminals don't submit to background checks, and they can go to some other bordering state or uh, uh, corner crack house and get themselves a gun for a street price. Yeah, why Why ask the question, what do you do to build a gun legally if you're just going to break the law anyway? So, yeah. Well, what if you just want to build it to build it because you never built a gun? Well, that's awesome. In that case, go ahead and apply for the Yeah, just California go through all the legal PABC. ramifications. Just do it. Right. And you'll spend twice as much as you would if you just bought the darn thing off the shelf, but you'll have the satisfaction of having built it your, yourself. Hey, David, um, how many hot yeah. rods, how many custom yeah. cars have you seen built and five times what they put in it, they don't get out? Oh, yeah. Every that was my only point. Because, you know, somebody yeah. says, hey, I built my 55 Chevy from the ground up. Well, what do you got in it? Yeah. I've only got 40 grand. Well, add the labor. Oh, well, that's another 100. Yeah. And then right. they sell it right. for 28 at Mecham. So, I mean, but, you know, there are people out there that, I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day about it. And he says, I just want to build my own gun. And I said, and- why? <laughs> when you could buy one with a guarantee, because I've seen your guarantee. It sucks. <laughs> you have no guarantee and who's going to shoot it first. It isn't going to be me. No, I will tell you. So especially on an AR-15 or for that matter, even the Glock builds. Now you can do P365 builds in other states, uh, uh, P320 builds. There's 80% kits are coming out for all the really cool guns. Um, but th- there is no way to build a legal off-roster pistol. Uh, that is a semi-automatic. 
So all of the cool guns that people are going, hey, if I build it myself, I could have a non-rostered handgun. It, it, that doesn't work. Today. Wait, wait, and talk about that, that, David. I, okay, that's important. Let's just we get yeah, we still have time. So people are under the impression that they can build guns that are not on the roster, like the P365. That is not on the roster. You cannot buy that from a dealer in California. So people think, well, heck, I'll just build it. I'll go through the process and get the serial number and let the state know, and I'll register it. But then at least I'll have a P365. But you're saying, nope, that that's not that's not how it works. I'm sorry to be blunt, but that's completely ignorant. Yeah. The exact same law that they're saying prevents them from buying it new says in the very next word that they're worried about. They they can't manufacture a, a a gun that is the statute says a gun that is not on the California roster of safe handguns may not be bought imported manufactured or brought into the state. You're manufacturing the gun mm-hmm. illegally. It, it cannot be done. Yeah, that's a misunderstanding. So what, a lot of people are misunderstanding that. It's but you're absolutely 100 percent right on. The reason I know that is because we just filed a lawsuit against the roster, and I'm a plaintiff, and what you just described is the exact reason I am a plaintiff. I can't build the gun I want um, that is best for me, that is best suited for me, and so therefore I'm a plaintiff in that lawsuit. That's one aspect of our roster, a lawsuit. Good for you. That needs to be done. It's a completely unconstitutional law. Uh, And I'll just say one last thing. Uh, Uh. I have had the pleasure of building many uh, of my own self-built firearms, uh, all for me. Uh, now we have an 07 manufacturer's license, so we're, we're building all kinds of cool things, and uh, that's legal. But that's, that's a different point. I'm a, I'm a dealer. But there is, Dave, some satisfaction in building your own firearm and, uh, from, from start to completion. I agree. Uh, and, and we're being robbed of that. Uh, uh, I cannot tell anybody to break the law. We're, we're not going to give advice to, oh, nobody will know. They, several stores sell just parts, and they'll say, oh, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, go ahead and do it. They, they're trying to sell you parts, and they don't care if you get in trouble. They'll just sell to the next customer. You, it's it's not worth it. Uh, if you want an illegal gun, then there's many ways to get an illegal gun, but that's not what we're talking about on the radio. It's right. the, There is no legal way to build a uh, under the table for yourself, uh, uh, firearm in the state of California. And look how uncomfortable you would feel if you knew you had an illegal gun in your possession. I mean, you'd be afraid mm-hmm. to take it out and shoot it. Somebody would see it. You couldn't go to a range. Somebody's going to recognize it and say, wait a minute, that's an off roster gun. How'd you get that? I mean, to me, I just don't it's think not it's not so much the off rosters as, as the self built things that yeah. show up at the range without the serial numbers, those, right. That raises eyebrows, totally. so it's, it's no fun. And if you're not practicing on the range with your gun, then you're no good at yeah, it. Yeah, then what's the point of even having it? So, I, yeah, it's 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 not a win-win by any stretch. So, Well, back when we had Larry Vickers come, remember that event, Dave? I do. Yeah, um, I think you got a signature from his, him, didn't you? I, he, he signed his own special edition gun. I, I, I now proudly own that one. <laughs> so we asked him about uh, manufacturing or, you know, basically putting together a Frankenstein. I think it was mostly geared towards putting together a Frankenstein AR. And he said, don't do it. He said, you know, I, I've spent a whole career, uh, you know, after the Army and, and partially, well, in the Army, trying to figure out how to create the perfect gun. You know, they put a ton of research and and uh, engineering into that and uh, you know it's fine if it's just going to sit there and you're safe and maybe you'll take it to the range or whatever 
But if you're making something that you're going to, you know, put your life on the line, you know, and, and rely on it defending you, don't do it. You know, leave it to the professionals. Let let engineers figure all this stuff out and make the best product possible. So you're you're right in line with Larry Vickers. That's a good place to be. Yeah, it is, right? <laughs> it's like I've always said, never do your own brake job. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. Just never do it because your family's too important. All right, buddy. Hey, you have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and I uh, can't wait to hear more on your Arizona project. Sounds to me like it's going to be awesome. It's We're having a good time. we got the pistol pit dug uh, 25 feet down into a mountain. Wow. 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 All right, all you gophers out there, watch out. Yeah. Thanks, right, Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. All right, buddy, you take care. A.O. Sword, man, go check this guy out. He's got it all. Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Let's do it. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. All right, Seal1 is our newest sponsor. Thank you very much, Seal1. Seal1 CLP Plus is an all-in-one solution that cleans, lubricates, and protects your gun. It's also natural, non-toxic, and environmentally friendly. Seal1 was founded by a Navy SEAL here in San Diego, and all their products are made in the USA. SEAL-1 is also a strong supporter of STCGO, so we are very, very proud to have them on board. Clean your gun faster and better with SEAL-1. Get some on their website at SEAL-1.net or at your local gun shop. And if they don't have any, ask them to get you some. All right, our very favorite segment is on, and I guess you got we, we got somebody that... To send a nice yeah, question in. That's a good question. I have no idea what the answer is. That's right. All right. Well, here we go. You, you guys all heard Wild Thing, which can only mean one thing. It's time for Sam the Gunman, my nephew, for our uh, everybody's favorite segment, Stump My Nephew, where we get people to send in gun trivia. My 21-year-old nephew, who is a uh, uh, wealth of knowledge when it comes to uh, guns and firearms, uh, he, he's going to hear this question for the very first yeah. time on the air. Um, and then we're going to see if, if he can answer it. If he answers it, then the guy who submitted it uh, is going to get a front site, a lifetime front site membership, which is very, very cool. Lifetime? It's a lifetime membership. Yeah, he gets to take training for wow. his entire life. He gets to take every class they offer really? as many times as they want. It's okay, really let me give answer. you the answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you have it in front of you, David. Oh, yeah, you do. All right, Sam, you there? Yeah, let's have the question. All right. Okay. All right. Jeez. He's, <laughs> he's all fired up. He's fooling around. <laughs> enough of this buildup already. Okay. Uh, this is Gustavo from Escondido. Gustavo wants you to tell him what is the current long gun of the Mexican Army? Uh, thank you very much for the question, Gustavo. Um, now, the uh, I'll, I'll start by just giving the answer. Uh, the current long arm of the Mexican Army, as I understand it, is an indigenously developed G36 derivative called the FX05. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Oh my gosh! How does he know that? Why even try? <laughs> I know this is ridiculous. Everybody was sitting here looking at the paper, going, "He's not going to get this." All right, keep going. Keep talking. Uh, so. <laughs> 
I thought you were going to get stumped. I honestly thought, all right, Liz is going to stump him. Keep going. No dice this time. Sorry. Um, now, information on this rifle is pretty difficult to come by. Um, I, I think that uh, the Mexican government has been pretty cagey about it because it was developed there, and they don't want the uh, the secrets of its development and internal function getting out. But um, as far as I'm aware, uh, the Mexican army was interested in replacing uh, their service rifles with G36s, but the uh, unit cost for the HKG36 was deemed too high, so they decided, well, hey, we can, you know, we have engineers here in Mexico, we can have them develop something just as good for less money. Well, I absolutely got it right. He said that it's it's also the the nickname is the. Uh, Just ask him what the nickname is. He probably knows it. He probably know. Do you know what the nickname is? Um, I can't pronounce it. I can't either. What it's it's a Zucotl Zucotl. X-I-U-H-C-O-A-T-L. It's just, I feel like they just took a bunch of random letters and threw it uh, you know, on the ground. That's where, <laughs> anyway, it's, it's the fire serpent. It literally translates to the turquoise serpent in classical uh, uh, Nuhalti. Uh, that's an Aztec mythical creature. It's a Mexican assault rifle designed and built by the Direction, Direction General de Industrial. It's built by Mexico. Uh, the rifle yeah, was officially tell. presented in the military parade on September 16, 2006, in the hands of the Special Forces uh, Air Mobile Group, the GAFE. So, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. That's, A for uh, effort. Yeah. For I'll pronunciation. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, right. You're a pro. <sighs> Truly. Let's well, that's it. awesome, man. How did you know that? How did you How did you come across that piece of knowledge? Uh, I, I try and stay up to date on industry news. Just a tad, nothing major. Well, Gustavo, you don't get the. Uh, the we're gonna get you. What are we sending him? A hat or a T-shirt? What do we have for him? Yeah, we're gonna send him a hat or a T-shirt, or maybe we'll send you both. And uh, unfortunately, you don't get the front sight membership. But uh, if you write in, I think we have a fantastic uh, question submitted by a friend of yours, Joe, for next week. So uh, write in. Uh, you want to go to uh, gunownersradio.com. Uh, send us an email at info at gunownersradio.com and uh, send us the question and see if you can stump this guy. He's starting to get really, really cocky about this, yeah, folks. you notice how quick he wanted the question? I know, I know. It's like it's not even, you know, it's not challenge. even a challenge anymore. Must be something on TV that he wants to go watch. Yeah. So, Hey, so you're in Virginia. Uh, everybody wants to know, how's ammo? What's going on with ammo in Virginia? Uh, what ammo? Yeah, exactly. It's across the country. A lot of people think it's a California problem. It is not a California problem. It is a uh, it's a country problem all across the country. Hey, hey Sam, any change with primers out there? Because I had, some people were telling me that they were finding primers in different states. Uh, primers are gone. Uh, there are people out here. Uh, there are people out here. There are people out here who reload, but there are no primers to be found. Apparently, at least not at a price anyone's willing to pay. Um, the the ammo situation is kind of frustrating because uh, when we can get one caliber, there are two others that we can't get. Um, people come into the shop asking after various types of ammunition, and when we don't have it, they complain because we're a gun store and we're supposed to have ammo, which is true. But when we do have it, and it's expensive because we have to pay a lot more to get it than we used to, they complain because it's more than they want to pay. Uh, but we're the only shop in the area that has it, 
and they're going to be paying more online anyway. So, you know, it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't sort of situation. We well, you know it was interesting because I, I was searching online for primers and I, I found the company and I looked and they had small pistol primers and I looked and they had, you know, boxes of a thousand. I thought, wow, this is great. And then uh, after I started clicking on it and ordering, I realized it's a Canadian company and they don't ship to the United States, mm -hmm. but it looked like they had them there. So that's why I was wondering if it was, you know, if it was starting to pick up again around the country or no. It doesn't road sound trip. Like it is. Looks like it's time for a road trip. We're going <laughs> to Canada. <laughs> Getting the Volkswagen bus. Let's hit it. You know how every time, like, the uh, the Food and Drug Administration, you know, won't pass a certain medication, you got to go down to Mexico? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, they're going to do the same thing. We're going to Canada for primers, everybody. Yeah, Load go. up. It's a primer trip. Yeah, and it's I guess the demand is lower in the great white north. <laughs> yeah, you think? That's true. Yeah, if people don't have guns, I guess they don't need primers. Right? Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> and it's sure. every piece of the of the chain that, that is having problems. Um, raw materials. Sure. COVID's affecting sure. Uh, their ability to pull raw materials. Um, actual manufacturing, yeah. social distancing, and COVID and all that. It's 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 kind of a mess. But uh, you know, hopefully, I don't know. I honestly, a lot of times when we talk about this kind of stuff, it's like, well, just wait a few months. It'll all be I don't know if we're going to see an end in sight. We've been saying that for eight months. Truly. Ammo is, is beginning getting to be a real, real problem. They found a way is what it amounts to. They found well, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, part of it is, you know, if you're, you're selling, uh, you know, if you have one bullet to sell, you're going to have, you know, 50 people waiting in line to buy it. So, uh, you know, the demand is, is just enormous. There's so many new gun owners. There are panic buyers, um, you know, and no there's, ammo. there's, and there's the regular demand and, you know, the, the actual manufacturing and everything is down, whatever, 50%. It's a perfect storm. So, you know, it was funny too. I was reading an article in a gun magazine a week or two ago and the, uh, the guy was saying you should keep a 10-year supply of ammo. <laughs> and I was thinking, wow, that sounds just just over the top. But, you know, now after it reading really it and thinking about it, yeah, because, I mean, I, I probably had a year's supply. That's what I was shooting for on hand. And now after this experience, I'll be rethinking that one. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'll go to 10 years, but got about a 20 it's going to be more than a year. Well, you know what else I'm going to do? And I've been thinking about, uh, I've been thinking about this for a while. I, I'm not buying cheap ammo anymore. I'm not buying... You know, uh, what? No brown bear, no silver bear. No, no, no. I mean, I'm buying uh, hollow points. I'm buying defensive ammo from now on because you know I realized I had this huge stack of you know plinking ammo for the range. But if you're buying this ammo for defense purposes, plinking and if it ain't gonna do it. Yeah, and if you're really, if you're, you know, especially now, we're actually able to carry a gun to defend ourselves. If you're, you know, if you're training uh, to defend yourself. You got to use the ammo that you're going to use to defend yourself, you know. So uh, I think I'm going to uh, uh, start transitioning all my purchases. Of course, I'm not going to be able to buy as much because it's more expensive, but to true or at least uh, better defensive ammo than just straight, you know, ball ammo. But you got to so, find it. Well, that's the problem. I got to find it. But all right, Sam. Hey, thanks a lot, and uh, you and the family have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks. You too. All right, folks. Hey. If you're listening on Facebook, YouTube, or on the podcast, smash that little subscription button for me, please, and share the show with your friends. And if for some reason you missed the show, you can always go to gunownersradio.com and you can listen to all of our shows. They'll be posted later on this, uh, this evening or for sure tomorrow morning. And when you're out looking for gun supplies and 
you know, uh, legal protection, check out our sponsors, Firearms Legal Protection at firearmslegal.com. Then you must join San Diego County gun owners for as little as $10 a month, stcgo.org. The benefits are amazing. U.S. Law Shield for more protection, uslawshield.com. Cali Key to get your gun in the position you want it to be, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. And refi your home so you can buy another gun at primerez.com backslash alpine.com. And if you ever need a lawyer, gun-related, dylanlawgp.com. And if you need a good shop and a, and a, a gunsmith, A.O. Sword Firearms Store at aosword.com. Firearms Policy Coalition at firearmspolicy.com. And you need to get that gun clean. Seal one at seal1.net. Want to thank Mich- uh, Michael Schwartz, Joe Jermisi, Melissa Lee, Sam the Gunman, our digital master, Brendan Thomas, and Rich, who keeps us on Facebook. So go to gunownersradio.com for podcasts and latest information. And thanks, Vinny, for coming on in right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Gun Owners Radio, fighting to preserve and restore your Second Amendment right. Learn more about Gun Owners Radio and how to become a guest or sponsor by visiting gunownersradio.com. Join Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz every week at this same time as they talk guns and Second Amendment rights. Have fun while staying informed and getting involved. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.